Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Shania Donovan is 18 and a proud Darug Dungari and Gumbanga woman from Western Sydney. A lover of music and art and believer in knowledge and truth, she's staunch and aiming to change it up through breaking down social and cultural barriers and rewriting the rules of the world. She performed this story at Blacktown Arts Centre as part of Colour Me Queer, an all First Nations lineup curated by Stephen Lindsay Ross and hosted by Neville Williams Boney. Enjoy. Right. Wow. Um, yeah, my name's Shania. I'm Darug Dongani Ngombengi. Um, I'm 18. Thank you for having me. I have a little story about what it was like starting Year 7 because I'm very fresh into uni and into the world. I don't really have much else to talk about. I'm kind of boring. <laughs> um, but starting Year 7 was very overwhelming because I was in denial about growing up and having a midlife crisis at, like, the age of 12. Um, and the transition from primary to high school was really overwhelming. And I think that was also because I grew up in Mount Drewe and then suddenly I was going to this big Catholic all-girls school in Parramatta. And I knew no one... Actually, no, that's a lie. I knew one girl from my primary school. So when I get told I have to do an assessment every term for every subject, I'm sitting there, like, shaking my head. Um, I was a nervous wreck. I still am a nervous wreck. And I was such a people pleaser that I was ready to do whatever it took to do my best, especially when I found out that it was a speech because I love public speaking and I love debating. Don't know why. I think I might just be an adrenaline junkie. The speech was for English. It was an English assessment. I'm not a math kid. None of my siblings are math kids. My mum's not a math kid. We're all English. I hate math. Just making that very clear. Um, so I had to do a presentation on what... I felt the most important invention was. So as my teacher's handing out the brief, I'm looking around at my class and I'm trying to suss out how everyone's feeling. The two girls that were sitting next to me were so excited to get their first assessment, big achievers they were. The girls across from me were terrified and I could kind of sense they were nervous about having to speak uh, in front of everyone and be marked on their eye contact when they could barely keep their eyes open anyways because they were so tired. The girls behind me didn't seem bothered I still don't know if it's because they didn't care about, like, what they thought it would be easy or if they just didn't care about assessments. I mean, valid, very valid. Um, But reading over the brief, I was so overwhelmed, like, reading through the content and the marking rubric and all the other stuff that, in the end, didn't matter to me, like, 12. I don't care about a marking rubric. Um, And it was on the last part that I finally read that it was a speech and I got this weird, like, excitement in my chest, I think, because I hated high school, but hearing that I got the chance to speak in front of everyone made me bubble, I think. And that's because I love public speaking, I love debating. I don't know, again, I don't know why, adrenaline hog, probably. Um, So I spent weeks trying to figure out what the most important invention was so I could give an incredible speech. Some girls were doing huge amounts of research, looking into things like fire and light bulbs, 
But I thought for my first speech, I should be a little more personal, and I decided that the most important invention was the eyebrow pencil. <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah. This is a half an hour labour of love. Um, so, with an older sister who was a makeup artist, there was sort of no escaping being exposed to makeup super young, especially when she spent the night every few weekends waxing and plucking at my eyebrows like the chess rat that I was. To me, then and now, eyebrows are everything and they change a person's face, depending on how thick or thin they are, or how long they are, or how dark you do them. So, I started preparing for this speech. My presentation was so, like, not to brag or anything, but. My presentation was so awesome. I had, it was full of pictures of celebrities like Cara Delevingne, she's got sick eyebrows, and Harry Styles without eyebrows and with eyebrows, just to make my point a little more clear. Um, my speech was pretty good, I think, and I was completely prepared to explain to my class why eyebrow pencils are so vital to me as a person. It was a bit of eyebrow propaganda, actually. <laughs> Um, but I was an unorganised mess, and I still am an unorganised mess. The night before my speech was due, I thought it would be completely okay to work at KFC at Edmonton until 10 o'clock, even when I had to be up for school at, like, 6, and I sleep 26 hours a day. But I started working there when I was 14, I think. I, was, I don't know why I was so loyal to them, but I was. But I liked it, and it was good. Um, so, after coming home, I'm stripping myself of this oil-covered uniform, thinking about laundry stripping it, because it's just gross. I sat on my bed and I stared at my presentation. I wasn't sure what else I had to do, so I sort of flicked until I was like, you know how you just like skim until you're satisfied? So I skimmed until I was satisfied that I'd paid it enough attention and went to bed. Flash forward to the next morning, it's the big day, I'm like, Real pumped, not really. I'm still, like, eyes closed in my bed. I wasn't excited anymore, but I was so scared that I didn't have everything ready for this speech. And it turns out, what I'd like, I was ready, but what I should have been worried about was literally everything else. Laying under my blanket, I realised that I haven't washed my uniform, so I jumped up and put it on the shortest cycle. There was no way the, like, my bra was going to dry on time, so I put it in the convection oven. Um... <laughs> I'm wandering back to my room, I'm real calm, thinking that because I'd woken up without my alarm, it must be earlier than I needed to be. I was very wrong. Uh, caught a glimpse of my laptop and realised it was 6.30 and I was meant to be up at 6. So I had 30 minutes to be out of the house, which would have been fine had I not shoved my whole uniform into the washing machine. So I'm packing my bag, the precious cargo went first, my assessment brief, the speech cards and my little USB on my lanyard because I was 12 and I would lose it if I didn't have it there. Um, Realising also what day it was, I almost went into this state of shock. Uh, not only did I have my first assessment today, I also had a music prac, so I needed to take my guitar, and a PDHP prac, so I needed my sport uniform. And I was always really bad with my socks. Like, you had the option to, like, buy socks at school on a Thursday morning or wear them the ones that you have. And it was like every Thursday I'm messaging mum, like, can you send me $10 so I can get some socks, please? Please, I don't want a uniform infringement. So I would have been out of the house on time had I not sat on my bed for a while thinking, why me? Um, everything was packed 
and all I had to do was wait for my uniform to dry. So the second the dryer beeped, I was there like a moth to light. I've never gotten dressed so quickly in my life. And now it's 7am, my train comes in 19 minutes. I step outside, I'm like, Mum, go, go to the car, get off the phone. I'm not there. And then realise she's not there. I'm talking to Jamaica and I'm like, let's get on the bus. Let's get on the bus. Hurry up, let's go. Um, so I'm on the train at 7.15. I'm at school on time and ready to go. The speech isn't until period three. I have PDHP period five and I have music period two. So I get to English and I hand my assessment to my teacher and she looks at me and she does one of those weird like little giggles and I think, oh, I'm too eager to actually talk. That's so cringy. I've drank so much water. I've eaten. My eyebrows are done. That's the most important bit of the speech. And I'm ready to go once this girl's finished talking about how the most important invention to her is the pub, which is valid. Uh, my name gets called and I'm like filled with adrenaline and I pat around myself, touching my pockets for my speech cards. Yeah, check. I'm squeezing my hand for my water. Check. I pull my lanyard for my USB. Check. And oh no, my bra's in the convection oven. <laughs> oh no. Very quickly, I put my jumper on and I'm standing up the front. I did beat mum home, though. She left very early for work. Beat her home and got it out. It wasn't on fire. The house was intact. That's, that's a plus. I think now, looking back at it, I realise how, like, at that point, I was so, like, I felt so cringe about myself and I was so embarrassed. But I feel like you have to be embarrassing when you're 12, 13 years old. Otherwise, you're embarrassing now. And... <laughs> Um, I think this is, this is the only thing that I could really talk about. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the only thing that I could really talk about for queer stories because it's just one of those things that you remember as you get older and very vividly too. That's one that I could tell you and that I was very happy to tell you. Something I think is very funny now that I look at it, except I was in tears in the bathroom after, like, Mum, I didn't take my bra to school. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Thank you for listening to me. Hope you enjoyed the rest of the night. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Queer Stories on Patreon, where you can support the project for as little as $1 per month. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for news and event updates. And follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.